Hello, Fangirl Nation, and welcome to the See Ya in the Bay Aubrey podcast. Um, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm sure have seen from my social media. I really can't get enough of that. I find it hilarious, and it's going to be my new thank you next, basically, for everything. 49ers fans, get used to it. You're going to hear it a lot this season. Uh, I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephanie McCarley, your Warriors fangirl. Hello, Steph. How are you doing? Hello, Tracy. I'm really good. I feel very grateful that the Warriors were able to pull out, you know, that win on the road. And, uh, you know, so obviously I'm I'm happy one and one. And we're going back to the Bay. Going back to the Bay. Exactly. Uh, We are joined today again for the second time in the last few weeks by our Raptors fangirl, Becca. Becca, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here. I'm also excited that it's tied 1-1. I think that um, we're going to pick up some momentum come with the games to follow in the near future, especially the ones at home. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who have missed what's gone on so far, and we will get into it in detail, the Raptors took the first game at home in Toronto. A lot of excitement around there, especially if your name is Drake. And then the Warriors took at the second game in Toronto. We'll get more into this, but they've become the walking wounded, but they won the game. Now the series moves back to Oracle for the next two games. Then it will go back to Toronto. And then if there needs to be a game six, it would be at Oracle. And then if there's a game seven, it would be back in Toronto. So very exciting series ahead. Steph, I want to start with you. What is the update on the injuries? Your team is dropping like flies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what I heard... um from today in the press conference and everything is that clay does intend to play. Um, he's the, probably the most durable player that the golden state warriors have have, sorry. And what's interesting about clay is he's never missed a, any kind of playoff appearance at all. And he always plays like, like literally 94, 95% of all games. So he's one of those players that finds a way to power through it. And I'm not saying that he wasn't, he was definitely hurt with his hamstring. It was on ice. He's probably still getting that. Um, But he wants to play. He intends to play. I've also heard that through um, just the the local media there too, is that KD intends to play game three. I would imagine, I would imagine that Katie does. I thought Steve Kerr had a great quote and said something along the lines that Clay could be on his deathbed and he'd be like, I'm fine, I can play. Um, so we'll see. But this is the finals, so there's really nothing to save it for if he can play. I'm sure he will be out there on the court. Um, that was a hard fought game, too. And I think if I'm Toronto, and Becca, I'll want to get your uh, opinion on this, but if I'm Toronto, I'd be slightly concerned that I did go into game two with a lot of momentum and you did have a Warriors team down KD, then down Clay. Um, Cousins back for the first time in, I believe, 45 days. Hard fought game and the Warriors still managed to win it with all those injuries uh, down so many men. And now they're heading back to Oakland. Becca, are you concerned? I'm a little concerned because of the injuries and we weren't able to pull off a win. But um, the other concerning point, point to me is that you know, I like Kawhi's point, 34 points I think he got yesterday, or 30, um, 32, it was still, all of them were from the free throw line because after game one, Steve Kerr and the Warriors managed to find a way to double team him and shut him down. And so I don't think that going back to the Oracle that the Raptors are going to get these petty kind of charge calls and foul calls like they would 
um, in Toronto. So that's one of the main concerning things to me is because we weren't able to hold them off in that regard. But another thing that's concerning to me is that um, based on game one, we had five starters score um, in the double digits, whereas this past game, we only had three. And um, obviously, we still haven't found a way to shut down the chemistry between Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And when even when Clay was out, Steph Curry was like basically stepping up to the plate in his in his defense and, you know, putting on a show because he was out. So like if anything, his play got better when Clay left the game. So that's another thing that was concerning to me. Um, but I think that it's gonna be an equally fought game three and four, especially if there is um all these people out injured for the Warriors. I think that the, the Raptors are gonna be able to have to capitalize on that and uh, play some defense, tighter defense, in my opinion. And Steph, I hope, I hope you don't mind this term. I hope you don't take offense to it because I mean it as a positive. But one thing I was thinking as I was watching the Warriors yesterday and, you know, Clay going down and then like Cousins came back in and then obviously Iguodala had that huge shot. You know, there's a benefit to being a super team and people can knock it and say it's not fair, but good for the Warriors because like it is – pretty incredible you know one man down next man up um and you know that's why they're so good and Becky you talked about the chemistry specifically between Curry and Thompson but generally there's just tremendous chemistry on that team and I know there were times that they struggled throughout the season and people thought maybe the rain had come to an end or maybe it was too many egos but at the end of the day they do get the job done no 100% I agree I think flipping that to Raptors like if say one of you know the main starters on the Raptors team went out with an injury, I don't think that the Raptors had the same confidence in their surrounding teammates and the guys on the bench like the Warriors do in their teammates that you know aren't in the starting five. Um, so that's, I think, huge just because that is seen not only amongst your own team, but the other team is, can easily read that as well. Steph, is it Armageddon when Clay Thompson gets a technical in game one and Steph Curry gets a technical in game two? <laughs> no, it's a... Uh... It was funny, especially the way they, the calls. I know Becca mentioned a little bit about the calls, but you know there were some bad calls on both ends of the ball. You know, and you're going to get that because when you play fast and you're in the finals, and this is something we're used to as Warriors fans, is they're going to let you play a little bit harder, a little bit more. They're not going to be so quick with that whistle. So you know when you get the technical, I mean, I cracked up, but it it was what it was, and you know you just move on. Um, especially when, um, and of course they let Kawhi to the line and he's going to make those shots. So it was free points and, you know, it, it is what it is, but I think that's where the Warriors kind of, I can't think of another term and I don't know if this is appropriate, but I always say nut up, you know, they just nut up or you shut up. So they <laughs> nutted up and they literally just were, were like, okay, if we're going to win this, we're going to have to get as gritty as they are and we're going to win this despite the reps we're not going to give them an option this time uh can you talk a little bit about uh Iguodala's shot there I mean he just came up huge and then obviously I want you to talk about Cousins as, as well but I mean that was just a huge shot but I think that that's something you come to expect from him correct well yeah I mean he makes that shot all the time but what was so funny about it is he was totally unguarded I mean they were bought they were boxing and won Steph Curry, which you don't see that in the NBA ever. I mean, you see it in college ball, but usually what that is for is that when you only have one person that can score on a team, 
And I think that that was a mistake by the Raptors to think that Iguodala couldn't make that shot or that, you know, Quinn Cook couldn't make those shots. When they put four men in a box and they're playing zone against Steph Curry, yeah, it's going to be really hard to get him the ball. But you have to wonder if that wasn't a big mistake because there are other people on the team that can make shots, and it's proven. They've done it before. Right. Um, we talk about Cousins, 45 days, being out all that time. Um, I mean, as a Warriors fan, how happy were you to see that? And, of course, how happy are you that he is on the Warriors? That's kind of a stupid question. But because there's been so much talk about Cousins, Duran, this and that, I think, you know, it's worth it's worth discussing. Yeah, I mean, with Cousins, um, you know, he, he, he did well. You know, he wasn't, you know, obviously he started – he didn't play a ton of minutes, but the minutes he did play were significant. He managed to score. He managed to get rebounds. He was getting assists. It's Warriors basketball. Is when you're in, you're helping the team. It's a team effort. So it wasn't any, like, one huge game by any one person. It was Warriors basketball. And especially when they started to drop out, then you see Quinn Cook come in for Clay. You see all these, you know, adjustments being made. What's interesting is um, Nick Nurse played eight guys, his entire rotation for the whole game. Well, Steve Kerr, he played 13 of them. So it's the confidence in the numbers and keep, you know, keep it going, making sure that ball moves. And, you know, they, you know, Raps play the Warriors hard. I mean, all credit do. I mean, they played hard. And, um, you know, I think that if you're going to steal a game from the Warriors or you're going to get another game, this is the time to do it when all these players are out. No, 100%. I thought the Raptors had more than a fair chance of, you know, winning that game. Between, like, the open missed shots and the injuries on Golden State side, you know, I think they're going to really regret not taking advantage of that that final home game before they're on the road. Um, but, again, like you said, I think it goes back to the confidence in the bench, and we had – eight guys in our rotation, whereas, you know, you guys are putting it up 13, there's fresh feet, there's, you know, confidence, and there's chemistry amongst the entire team, What you know, not just a select few. Um, so I think that goes a long way as well. So Becca, what do the Raptors need to do uh, to take game three? What I think they need to do in game three is I think that they're relying too much on, um, well, they were relying on Pascal this past game and Obviously, after game one, his dominating game one that, you know, they knew that he was going to have more pressure this game. But I think that they need to, instead of trying to drive the ball so much and, you know, get right up to the net, they need to shoot from deep. There are so many times that within game two that they were left wide open and they didn't take the shot. I don't know if it was because they didn't think they could make it or because um, they just wanted to hit. The coach told them to shoot, you know, twos and not go for deep. But I think that's a huge huge thing for the Raptors is because we're so good um, and aggressive when we are like in the paint. And so that's something I think in game three that we really need to work on because I think we can post up with any of, you know, Warriors defense, Cousins or Green. Mm. <laughs> Steph, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, as I heard a little, mm. <laughs> I, I think that it was absolutely the Warriors because they missed shots too. There's absolutely this, I mean, they didn't play their best game, but I think that the defense was what was really stellar for the Warriors this go around. I mean, they made 
pretty much quiet. They shut him down as much as they could. And the way they had their switches going. And um, Pascal did not have the game one that he did the first time. And I think that the Warriors, every time that they see tape on these guys, because we don't play Toronto very often, that this is just another building block to know what to do. So I think, um, you know, I, you know, they're, they they had a great game one. I mean, they deserve to win it a hundred percent. Game two, they they started to focus differently on how they defended everyone, and there were different assignments. And if you missed that assignments, that was tended to be where the Raps scored. So I think that um, if they just follow the plan, I think. They, they can get it. Now, I, I think the Raps could easily take another game. I mean, they're, they're, they're tough. They're gritty. They want it. Um, but I just think there's too much, especially if you have Katie Clay coming in. You know, Andre, Andre Iguodala pushes through literally everything. Hopefully, Looney's okay. Um, he's a big part. And if that all comes together... And if they want it, I think they're going to create a very, very tough matchup for Toronto. I think that's probably true. Let's talk about the um, elephant in the room. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because I think it's so ridiculous. And I am part of the problem because I keep talking about it, which is why he gets the attention. Not me personally, but just generally. But the Drake of it all, I'm very curious to see how he behaves in Oakland. Obviously, last night he was much more subdued than he was in game one. And I think it's funny that the trash talking here is between the Warriors and Drake, (laughs) not between like the Warriors and Kawhi or anybody on the Raptors. Um, So I think that that is, I mean, you kind of got to give him credit for inserting himself into the series that he's not actually playing in. And all the trash shocking to be between him and the Warriors players. Um, yeah. Becca, as a Warriors fan, Steph, I feel like I know your feelings on it, and I want, I definitely want to get to those. I'm sorry, but Becca, as a Raptors fan, as the Raptors fan girl, what are your thoughts on Drake through all this? So, I mean, obviously, I think the antics are obviously turned up a little bit. You know, now that the spotlight is all on him, you know the Raptors and his team. Um, but I think it, it's not only. I don't think it's a hindrance by any means. If I think that if anything, it could be an advantage to the war or to the um, Raptors because you know the, it's not like the Raptors. It's not like the Warriors are just dismissing him and not you know giving him any attention. Like they're they're feeding into it, and I think that's exactly what Drake wants is to get in their head, kind of get a little fire under their under their butt, and you know just really get them hyped. But you know just after game one. Um, you know, he had the upper hand, then go game two, you know, he's sitting there sulking in the sidelines. You see a completely different kind of side of Drake um, as far as, you know, the the craziness and um, loudness goes and, um, you know, the, the talking to the Warriors players on their way to the, on their way to halftime. So I'm, I like it. I think that it adds fuel to the fire, not only for the Raptors and it kind of like gets in the Warriors heads a little bit. That's really my take on it. That's that's fair. Steph, what is your take on it? I feel like it's probably different than Becca's. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fine. I mean, you're going to always have, like, every time I go to a Warriors game, like, MC Hammer's there and E-40, and I love that they show pride in the city. So there's, I have no problem with Drake showing the fandom. I think that's super awesome, and that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, that's what we do as fans, you know? Like, we get all, you know, excited. 
I think one thing that um, Toronto tends to ignore, though, is that Del Curry was on the Toronto Raptors. Drake didn't ignore it. Steph Curry. <laughs> Drake, sure didn't, Drake sure didn't ignore it. <laughs> no, Drake didn't. But I'm just saying, this is literally a second home for Steph Curry. And I think he was trying to get under his skin, but I think it gave – Steph Curry a little bit of confidence like hey thanks for you know wearing my dad's jersey like who's gonna take that wrong you know what right. I mean like I get you trying to get under my skin but we're proud of that we we grew up here I met my wife here you know all those things so in as much as that he's trying very hard to get under the skin I think it's giving the Warriors a little bit more of an umph um than he realizes I think that it's it's you know what you're always hated when you're at the top. I forgot who said that. I think it was Draymond Green. <laughs> I'm totally but it's true. Someone you're hated. You know, Draymond, Green. Draymond Green may have said it as well, but I feel like someone may have said it before Draymond did. But you're always hated. No, someone did say it. True. It's like the Patriots. You know, people hate yeah, the Patriots. And people hate the Warriors and. So people hate the Yankees. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, I heard a... I agree. I'm sorry? I agree with you. That's exactly why I hate the Patriots for no reason. I'm just sick of them. <laughs> so I get why people are sick of the Warriors. I get it. I get well, it. I will... Um, I have a story. It's, uh, and I will not name the person because I've never asked them if they could say this. But I will say the person's not on the 49ers just because I cover the 49ers. Everybody will assume it was someone on the 49ers and it was absolutely not. But a while ago, um, before a Patriots Super Bowl, um, I was at an event with an NFL player and with someone who said to that player, I just I don't want the Patriots to win. I mean, Tom Brady's won enough. It's enough. And this NFL player said, was really interesting. He said, you know, you should feel the opposite because in your lifetime, you're probably never going to see another athlete like Tom Brady. And you should be rooting for him to win as much as possible because it's an incredible feat. And like everybody, you know, goes the one goes the opposite direction. But I thought that was funny coming from someone who plays against Tom Brady, who keeps losing to Tom Brady, probably I don't know how often his team plays the Patriots, but keeps losing to Tom Brady. And I just thought that was so interesting coming from, you know, essentially a colleague of his, but not on his team. But then when it comes to fans, I'm sure the fans of that team would say, oh, hell no, I'm not rooting again for Tom Brady. Um, I want to see someone else win. But I think that is just kind of, you know, the way the way that sports works and fandom works. And that's part of the fun of it. And there are teams you love to hate. And, you know, something about the Warriors and the Patriots, people can hate them, but you are looking at a bunch of athletes on the top of their game and it's, it is fun to watch and to enjoy that because there probably isn't going to be another team like the Warriors anytime soon with that much talent and chemistry and the way that they work together and with a coach like Kerr. So, you know, it should definitely also be enjoyed as should the Raptors because look at what they've done and look what Kawhi's done, King of the North. Um, and he's been incredible. So I guess I have a question, Becca. Does he stay next season? Will he be a Toronto Raptor next year? I think that if, depending on how the rest of the series goes, even if the Raptors don't end up taking, you know, the championship title, I think there's a possibility that he might stay just because of um, what they've been able to, to so quickly develop on the Raptors that has never been before. So 
but it kind of depends on the rest of the series because if you know if they just get completely swiped you know out of the equation and then there's no competition after you know game one then I think that he's seriously gonna consider going elsewhere um but I think it's kind of up in the air at this point for him um I'm not really kind of what about you Steph what do you think well, I follow his sister on Instagram, <laughs> so this is like well, so this is you guys got as inside information as you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to, Some but insight. she had record. She was recording this thing, and in the background, she was like, "Thanks, you guys. Thanks for supporting." Quite, you know. And then in the background, somebody goes, "He ain't gonna be there next year." And I was, I, I died. I was like, "No." Like, so so that's what, and it was an accident. She took it down, the whole thing. But I mean, you know, social media, it's, it's instantly grabbed, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I don't think he's going to be there. I know he is from LA. I watched him for many years when he was in San Diego. So he is a California boy. He likes, you know, Southern California. I think he goes to the lake show. Oh, from your mouth. (laughs) <laughs> to cheating buses ears and Rob's and anything else's. Um, that would be fantastic. Uh, you guys know I'm an LA girl, so I apologize. Um, and then Steph, you had said before that you think KD potentially stays with the Warriors. You know, that's, I mean, I, I don't know. KD is a very, very um, interesting, just a very hard person to get a handle on. I mean, he... I think he has a lot to prove to himself, even though it's like you're KD, man. You don't even need to prove anything anymore. You're, you know, an all-star. You're two-time MVP, you know, all kinds of things, you know. But he uh, he's always chasing something. And but then again, I see things that he does with the Warriors and he's cheering them on when he's not even in the game and he's at home and he's hurt. And I loved his interview the other day when he said, no, we we do this as a team. Don't refer to them and me. And I love that because I think he still feels really part of this team. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, you know, what he has with these guys stays. But you can only have a two max contract. And Steph Curry has one. I think Clay deserves it. And then you got KD. So either they're going to both have to take less or one's going to have to not. I don't know. It's it's tough to know how that's all going to play out. But I think um, if I am, you know, the GM, I'm I'm offering the max contract to KD. Okay. GM McCarroll. Okay. <laughs> Call her KD. <laughs> She's your girl. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, I'm prediction time because that's my favorite thing to do. I am going to just start it off. I'm going Warriors in six. Steph? Yes, I'm going to stick with my prediction, Warriors in six, and they're going to bring it home to Oracle, and they're going to win it. Becca? I want to say <laughs> I want to say seven, but I don't like the thought of uh, – I don't like the thought of it coming down to the last – to the last um, – the last game. So I'm going to say five. That is incredibly optimistic. And I do appreciate about that about you because I don't know much, but I know there's no way the Raptors are going to win this series in five, but I appreciate the optimism. And that is why you are the Raptors fangirl, because that is how a fangirl should definitely think. Um, 
Though I have to say, with that caveat, I actually would disagree. I think if that game does go seven, that series does go seven, then I think the Raptors. I think seven, yeah, very possible. But very like, possible. I think the Raptors. Everyone was uh, the odds were stacked against you know the Raptors in the Bucks. Everyone was the like no one was favoring the Raptors just from the this the prior season and just the, their lack of you know experience in. Mm-hmm playoffs um so i think that they have ability to shock and um and you know really rise to the occasion when when they're um under a lot of adversity but so is the warriors in the past in the playoffs you know when they're down you know two games so i think it's gonna be very interesting moving forward and i'm looking i will tell you this becca and i make this promise to you if the raptors win this series in five i will be dazzle a raptors jersey of your choice you can you pick your player and I'll have that be dazzled for you because that will be because that will show that I was very wrong and you were very right and you deserve a bedazzled jersey of that. that a- I'll pay I'll pay for half no. of it. I'll pay for half of it. <laughs> Make the dream work. Um Becca, I know I want to end in five. You that's do if you do if it means that that's the only way the Raptors win though. I really do so, think, yeah. though, I think if this series goes seven, then I do think the Raptors win it because they'd have game seven in Toronto. And I think if they oh, fall, come like, on, come on. I think it would be hyped. Yeah, it would, it would, there would be no question, I feel like, that they would win. But I could yeah, be wrong. Know. But you know what's so fun about this? Like, we can talk about it and speculate, and then they get to play the game. And then that's the most fun about it. But if we didn't, if we only talked about things that we knew, Fangirl Sports Network, and all sports media would not exist. So therefore, um, this is the fun of it. Well, ladies, I would imagine we'll be talking all three of us again next week um, because the way that this it's so the next game is Wednesday and then Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Well, then they go back. So is it Wednesday? Four, they say two games. Is this a game for Saturday or Sunday? Oh, it's Friday, it's Friday. So it's Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. So it's Wednesday, Friday. So, yeah. And then they have a long weekend. And then, it would, okay. So then five. we'll definitely be talking next week because they'll be for sure be the game four, game five. Um, all right, guys. All right. Well, keep watching. Um, and I'm excited to see who uh, the trade <laughs> of the Warriors ends up being. Like, is it E40? Is it MC Hammer? I expect to see some solid antics um, on that sideline. Um, maybe MC Hammer will show up in a Del Curry Raptors jersey just to be ironic, and that would be kind of cool. That's <laughs> do you remember, MC Hammer? I saw at the Warriors game, and he followed me. Do you remember yes. when I told you that that my Warriors life yes, was I made? I do remember that. Oh my gosh, Becca, let's yes, get Drake remember. to follow you. Becca, start tweeting at Drake. <laughs> I hope definitely start tweeting at Drake and let. Um, what happened there. And also everybody in between now and the podcast, don't forget on Friday or I'm sorry, in between this podcast and next week's podcast, don't forget on Friday on Fangirl Sports Network's Instagram to check out the Friday five. We'll certainly be recapping what happened in game three, previewing game four and all the sports news you need to know heading into the weekend. Um, so please check that out and let us know your thoughts because it's really fun to write, um, but if there's something else you guys would like to see, I am open to suggestions. So please, that's my plug for the day. Check that out Friday. And Becca and Steph, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to both of you. May the odds be ever in your favor. And I'll see you on Twitter Wednesday night. Yes, yeah, see you soon.
Good luck. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>